0: Good evening everybody, uneducated economist here. Wanted to read this email to you guys. Investors seeking advice about inflation and deflation. Hi man, hope all is well with you and your family. I was sincerely wanting to get your opinion on a few things because I trust your content more than other economic channels on YouTube. I watch most of your videos and I'm always trying to adapt to the currents. I was wondering specifically What do you think is likely for the following asset classes in the next six months to a year out? Real estate, stocks, silver, gold, dollars, money market accounts, and whatever else you deem relevant. I wanted to ask because I feel very comfortable with inflation because I'm invested in real estate and commodities, but deflation scares me a lot. I wanted to know, because many other channels I watch, like, uh, he lists a few of them here, I'm just going to skip over, have been calling for heavy inflation, but I also trust your channel when you call for deflation. I was wondering about the Great Depression a little bit, because of horrible things when, horrible things were then, and was wondering if you would ever expect it to, to get that bad in areas like New York, where I live. Now, I'm going to hold it off right there for just a second. Now, I want to start by saying I am not an investor. Please do not use my information for investment purposes. You can use it for entertainment purposes. You can use it for your own research. But please do not invest solely off the information that I give you. I don't invest. So why would you take investment advice for some, from somebody who doesn't invest? Okay, so I want to leave it at that. I do a lot of research into, into the economy. I give you guys my opinion. <clears throat> I give you my you guys my opinion on what I believe is going to be happening. But I certainly wouldn't trust your life savings with my information. Because I don't even trust my life savings with my information. I have no idea what I'm doing. I should be seeking out the advice of a financial counselor. Okay? All right, with that being said, let's talk about real estate, silver, stocks, gold, dollars, money market accounts, and whatever else I seem or I deem relevant, cryptocurrencies. I see, I deem those very relevant. Over the next six months, now I did a video not too long ago talking about what I expect to see over the next six months. And I expect the next six months to look pretty dang good for people. I expect the economy to be opening up. I expect a lot more people to be out spending money. I expect a lot of, um, I don't know how else to put it, but jolly good times. That's all I can say. And I see real estate probably doing pretty well during this time. Not because of the things that I see happening in the economy, but because I just see the inventory staying very depleted. And if you have a very depleted inventory level, then the most likely the house prices are probably going to stay elevated as well. And that's what I see going on over the next six months. Silver and gold. Now this one, I have been a fond, I have been very fond of silver. I believe that everybody should be in, you know, have some silver. There was a time that I believed in investing in silver. I thought that when you buy silver, you are going to like someday be able to have, you know, all the houses you want and all the cars you want because silver is going to be going to the moon. I really thought that. Now, I look at silver in a much different different way. Silver is my insurance policy. It's something that I have that is outside of the banking system. It's away from the third parties. I don't have to worry about an app on my phone or an envelope coming in the mail. It is mine to hold. That is very cool. There's not a lot of stuff out there like that. It's valuable. It's rare. It's useful. And I feel the same way about gold. I buy more silver than gold. I buy very little bit of gold. You know, very little small amounts, like 10 ounces, maybe once every couple of years. Like, I am not big into gold because of how expensive it is. However, silver, less than $40. You go down, you can buy a piece or two. It's very convenient, very easy. I am a fond believer in silver. Now, I wouldn't put my life savings into silver, but having a nice fair amount of it Gives you the ability to sleep at night and not worry about the other things that you have going on. So big time into silver. Dollars. A lot of people shake their head at me when I talk about the dollar, but I am also a believer in dollars. I have <laughs> I have been on the deflation camp this entire time. And it's not because I don't see the destruction of the dollar from all the money printing. It's the way that money printing has injected the money into the system. It's all debt due back plus interest. And at some point, they will have to face the piper. And that money is going to come due. When it does, the desire for dollars is going to be enormous. It's going to be huge. Money market accounts. Um, you know... I have a money market account and I see absolutely no use for it. I really don't have a whole lot of money. So having like a money market account that pays just a slightly better interest rate than say the savings account that I have, I really don't see much use for it at all. Now, if you were sitting on millions of dollars and you needed to use one of the money market funds, that's a little different than like say having a money market account alongside of your savings account. But as of right now with the interest rates as low as they are, I really don't see any use for a money market account. It ties your money up, it takes it, you know, it doesn't give you as easy access to it. The one that I have is pretty easy. Like I can draw out of it just like it was a savings account. So it's not really, it doesn't really do anything different for me. Um Now, like I said, if the interest rates were to rise and you had a lot of money, then, you know, it might be worth it to you because then it would be easy access to cash and plus you would get a little bit of an interest rate to it. But at this point, I don't see any use for it. Cryptocurrencies. I love cryptocurrencies. I have been a fond believer of cryptocurrencies pretty much since 2010 when I tried to buy my first Bitcoin. I've watched Bitcoin crash many times. I watched the Mt. Gox whole thing take place where you know bitcoin basically went to zero i had all my cryptocurrencies stolen from me at one point when i had um, had given it all to a crooked exchange called cryptsy but even still after learning all those lessons i am still a fond believer in cryptocurrencies especially bitcoin now i buy bitcoin fifty dollars a week every thursday morning I don't question the price, I don't try and time it, I just every morning, Thursday, get a cup of coffee, sit down, I buy $50 worth of Bitcoin, I buy $50 worth of stock. So I guess if you want to call me an investor, that's about as close to investing as I get. I pretty much save my money. I save it in silver, I save it in cryptocurrencies, I save it in cash at the bank. And I know a lot of people are going to argue about the bank deposits too. but. You know, having a bunch of cash sitting at home is not safe. You know, same thing with having a bunch of metal sitting at home. Anybody who does, puts everything in one pile is just asking for it. So I spread it out all over the place. So there's nothing that I can really lose from one one event. Um, but cryptocurrencies. I put $50 into Bitcoin every single Thursday morning. And I buy $50 worth of stock at the same time and I buy a very general stock like a um, it's a broad market ETF Vanguard total market ETF Um, something like the Russell 1000 growth I don't know if these were smart moves or not I just decided to do it and then the other one was um, shit what's the name of that uh oh Altira, Altira, something mo I think is the uh, is the stock ticker on it now those are not stock advice do not go and do buy that because I happen to be putting it on this video. I mean, don't do that at all. The only reason why I bought it is because they happened to pop up when I was looking for them and I was just like, okay, so I'm picking two things. I picked those two, no real reasons for it. I mean, as far as the ETFs that I picked and then the Altera one, I was literally talking with my wife and I was just like, you know, really? I should find a stock to get into. I have no idea what I should pick, you know? I mean, this was literally like six, seven months ago I was talking. And throughout the day, I noticed so many people were still smoking cigarettes. Like I thought when I was a kid, they put out this like campaign to try and get people to stop smoking and the prices were going through the roof. And I thought, man, there won't be pretty soon. Cigarettes are just going to be gone and they're going to, you know, they'll just go away. And they haven't gone anywhere, not even close. So I realized that when I was like kind of walking around, I'm like, man, these cigarettes are just not going anywhere. Well, I don't know if Google was listening or what, but on the news feed pops up Altera, right? This this company. So I, you know, check out this news article on it, research the company a little bit, so I bought some. So that's what I buy. $50 worth of one of those three, whatever one happens to be the least amount in the portfolio at the time. I'll buy $50 worth of that one, and I buy $50 worth of Bitcoin. Over the last six months. When Bitcoin ran up, it was immense. Like, I couldn't tell you how much it had peaked out as far as, like, the portfolio. But I think at one point it had, like, came close to doubling. Like, maybe even more than that. I had invested, or invested, I had deposited $1,500 into the stock portfolio and $1,500 into the Bitcoin side. I was using Cash App, by the way, for all this. And so I was putting $50 into each one of these. Now the stock portfolio side of things, I'm up like $157 at this point. I think I have $1,650 invested. The same $1,650 invested into the Bitcoin side of things has a right around $2,100. Even after the big old crash, even after it having doubled and coming all the way down to where it is today, I am still up dramatically more like even better than 20 percent more than I would have been had I had had I put it into the stock market so to me dollar cost averaging saving your money in Bitcoin by doing fifty dollars a week every single Thursday morning for me has totally worked out so far I mean times could change I mean tomorrow we could see another 50 percent come out of Bitcoin we don't know but at this point I am still doing incredibly well in my Bitcoin Um, so I'm going to leave it at that as far as like what I do, as far as investment goes or savings is probably more of what I kind of consider it. But that's what, uh, I think that's probably covers what the, uh, what the gentleman in the email was asking for. But now I wanted to finish off this email because he also had something else to say inside of this that I thought was really important. And he says this, he goes, I write this out of fear, to be honest. I usually don't voice my opinions on these matters, but I'm generally scared because I think people could get wiped out and possibly even start coming door to door to get people silver, commodities, or cash. Right? Anyway, hope this makes sense and keep on rocking. I'll send you a gift in the mail soon for all the help you've provided me and my family so far. With kind regards, Jeremy. Well, Jeremy, if you are going to take any advice from me out of this video today, listen to this part. Don't live in fear. See, living in fear is going to prevent you from growing. And now I've said this to many people in the past, and it's I'm not a crystal gripping hippie, you know, whatever. I don't I don't live life like that, but I know Everybody carries energy inside of them. When you walk into a room, you can tell when somebody's upset. They don't have to say a word. You can just feel their energy when you walk into the room. You can tell when people are happy. You can tell when they are sad. You can feel that energy. And when you live in fear, what happens is, is that energy is moving from the core out to your extremities. It's in your feet and your legs. And you're put into this fight-or-flight mode where everything is in this conscious, like, I've got to move. i got to be, like, ready to fight. And when you're in that kind of situation, when you're in that kind of energy, it's negative. And you'll have a hard time drawing in people to be positive with you because you're always in this fear. And you may not be mean or aggressive or anything like that. But that fear has that negative aura to it, that negative energy. When you're at peace, when you're at love, when you're at happiness, when you bring that energy to your core, when you feel that positive energy going, and you bring that to the people that are around you, you will draw in positive energy from them. You'll be able to grow as a person. You'll be able to advance through life. It, things will be much easier on you. Don't live in fear. Living in fear is what they want. Listen, look at all the headlines. Even the headlines that I've even put in my articles or my uh, my videos. You know, inflation, expa- you know, the fear of inflation. Inflation fear eases. Fear. How many times, you know, do they have to use this... Risk, fear, scared, nervous, you know, all these words, you know, they take that core energy and they move it out to your extremities and put you in that fight or flight. You know, I find myself, I get irritated with some of the things that I find. I have to take it back and say, hey man, you know, just take the, take the information in, bring it to center again, you know, try once again. But. Living in fear, you'll, you know, and that's ultimately if you're to have a they want to control us, then they will have us constantly living in fear fear of the other party, fear of what's going to come, fear of losing, fear of them winning. Yeah. You know, don't live in fear. It's, you know, I mean, It's not easy to do. I mean, you have to be nervous. You have to be conscious of what's going on. It's just like being out, you know, I live on the Columbia River. I don't spend a lot of time out there on the river itself, but the guys who do really know that river. It's dangerous. You have to know what you're doing out there. There could be days out there you could, like today is a nice day, it's calm. You could be out there motoring around and having a great time and never have any issues could do that 50 times in a row and think that you know what you're doing and then one day you go out there and it is a mess and if you are scared and don't know what to do you're going to have a hard time out there you're going to be scared when you get out there but if you've been there before and you're prepared and you're ready you're going to be able to handle it and that fear is going to subside and you're going to take the task at hand and when it's all over then you can be worried about it But living in fear on a constant, no, don't do that, okay? Uneducated economist, you guys let me know.